that clip was shared on instagram by this young man by the name of nico kelly and he's a jamaican creative director and stylist that i follow and i like his post you know he tends to post these very funny captions and these very interesting stuff to his account but he always gives insight into you know some little hidden gems and once that was posted i was very very transfixed as when looking at the video i realized it was a subculture within a culture but what impressed upon me was what was being said and done and i have never heard of this event before in my entire life i'm not sure if it is new if it is only for their community or they plan to expand but let me paint a picture for you so picture mardi gras you know or in jamaica we have carnival or in the caribbean we have carnival but it is an established secret society in a very tiny settlement and this has been formed with a whole parade now this street procession is filled you know with an exciting air of jamaican festivity but it is culminated with mockery so a rumor most likely with negative connotations that is going around about someone becomes an improbable anthem for that person and is sung loudly at their gate but what amazed me is that instead of being bothered by the noise or what is being said right the person question which is rosa right in this case was rosa she comes out of her house to the gate you know acknowledging what is being said everybody starts chanting and laughing then they move on to the next house now i've never seen anything like that in my entire life i was confused i was like okay what is going on is this village is this people in the village i'm crazy like what is this but the epithet hurled at rosa and the label that was meant to be destructive was being seen as one big stupid paid joke when i tell you people was laughing dancing drinking having a whole ball i was even enjoying the party and i wasn't there that's how fun it seemed that's how that's the impact it had when you watch the video right and i was amazed because as i said earlier how are you going to own the labels that people thrust upon you what, what are you gonna do what are you gonna say you know oh so you're calling me this you know so what so this is what was demonstrated by rosa and these people so the idiom that came to me was you call me a bitch like it's a bad thing right so i understand the drive behind this appropriation movement by this community and frankly i applaud it people need to start doing this more when somebody assert to you whatever it is they think about you and you know women and girls or you know anybody who has gone through this at all whatever they think they want us think like rosa think like these people celebrate it do not let it define you do not be hindered by it and keep it moving it is as simple as that laugh at these labels laugh at them ha 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 <laughs> laugh at them i was trying to practice my future millionaire laugh ha 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 laugh at them <laughs> And I applaud them because what that community demonstrated is, okay, you label me, you know, speaking for Rosa, you have labeled me. I'm going to have fun with it. But what was most important is that procession only lasted one night. I don't know if they had weekends or whatever, but it only lasted for, you know, one or a few nights. And that brings me to 
there's a Jamaican proverb, nine day talk, which means nothing lasts forever. So if there's a rumor going around about you or whatever it is anybody thinks about you, it doesn't last forever and oftentimes things end up like chinese telephone you know it meets one person then the story change another way eventually who knows what really happened right so i'm going to share with you wisdom imparted by my wise mother so i grew up in the church my mother was you know a christian a religious person my dad was atheist do not ask me how it worked okay that's another story and my friend who also grew up in the church decided that she wanted to share some news with me and the news was she was celebrating her self-disclosure she wanted to celebrate her self-disclosure which means she's coming out of the closet i was very happy for her because you know growing up in the church that could taint so many ways how you want to move forward with your life i don't want to use the word taint but it determines right it determines how you move forward with your life so i was very happy for her and i had found out that a strip club was hosting some international burlesque dancers so i said to her listen let us celebrate this by going there you know and you know i know growing up in the church even have this thinking would have been taboo but we're having fun i mean we're looking at titties like what what is going to happen if we look at titties you know so we went to the club and i am a huge fan of josephine baker a huge huge fan so when i saw that the bill was going to have these burlesque dancers i was like finally oh my god i have somebody i can go with and not feel bad to be looking at titties and dancing right <laughs> so we went and she also decided to go as well because she loves beyonce and if you contest that beyonce Beyonce does not incorporate some form of burlesque dance in her acts. You just don't know art. That's all I'm going to say. Because have you seen partition video? Hello. I'm still trying to learn the moves. Okay. So for my future husband. But you know, we went and one of the opening acts was the opening acts were of course the local Jamaican dancers and one of the dancers I realized was from my neighborhood. I acted as if I didn't see her and kept it moving. Okay we decided to get drinks, went to the bar, saw the young lady at the bar she didn't acknowledge my presence, I didn't do the same, I didn't want her to feel uncomfortable. I don't know if that makes sense what I'm saying. I wanted her to realize I don't see you. This is your thing I don't care if this is what you're doing to moonlight more power to you more power to you because money has to be made you know what i mean so we got the drink we went back we sat down and then i noticed that my friend like she went into this huge funk her face was crestfallen and we went outside she started sharing with me that you know a family member was not open in receiving what she had to say so you know i comforted her and i let her know listen it's gonna pass it too will pass like try not to understand too much why she feels this way but try to celebrate this is your moment you know celebrate who you are if people can't see beyond the labels that they think they're gonna cast on you celebrate who you are you know so we went back inside and as we entered i'll never forget boom lights action the burlesque dancers were on the stage and my god i was enthralled the costuming the makeup it was beyond i was so impressed and you know my friend she was still in a funk and i don't know if it was liquid courage or whatever it was i jumped on her lap and started to give her a lap dance yes 
Yes, I did. I gave her a lap dance. Now, first of all, it was no Jennifer Lopez with water beating off my chest in a wet t-shirt and I wasn't sliding off no cheer. It was no Beyonce in partition. You know, it was no um, Chicago. None of those stuff. I was a friend supporting a friend and I wanted her to lighten up and I wasn't abusing the situation. I was just supporting a friend. I wanted her to be comfortable. I wanted her to realize that, listen, don't let anybody put in a funk. Well, my dear, the accident prone and the awkward person that I am, guess who fell off her lap and fell on the ground? I fell straight on the ground in the presence of everybody in that club. Thank God it wasn't too bright, but she started laughing and we started laughing and that's what I wanted. I wanted her to start laughing, you know? So we got over it. I went home, she went home, went to bed, you know, got up the following morning and was met with the town crier. The neighborhood town crier came to tell me on the bright, wonderful day that the Lord had sent that somebody saw me at the club and I was a sodomite. Now, being called a sodomite in Jamaica is one of the biggest vitriolic statements people can hurl at you thinking it's an insult to you and it's also a label it's also a label to make them realize this we don't accept your sexuality and you are disgusting basically that's what it is right so i knew off the bat i knew immediately it was a young lady who had labeled me I knew it was the same young lady that I'd seen the same night at the club, dipping and doing it. And did I care? As long as she bought her more tips and made her money, I did not care, right? So I was minding my business and having a blast. But you see the problem with categorizing or labeling people is that it is too simple. It is too simple and usually unfair. She didn't see me in any instance where I was in any position of passion, you know. And and so what if I was? So what if I was? Me being in the club was enough for her to label me the way she did. And what labeling allows us to do is to put ourselves in a different category, artificially separating us from that which we believe, you know. Human inclination is to categorize. It enables others to put people in a box and gives you some sort of justification. So her justification was, you know what? I don't want nobody to know that I'm moonlighting at this club. So here what's going to happen. I am going to just put her in the box. And I'm now going to believe that I am different. And I'm superior because, yeah. And, you know, that's exactly what she did. That's exactly what she did. She was moonlighting in a strip club. So to remove the shame from herself, she labeled me a lesbian. Now, I went to my mother and I told her of the previous night's happenings. She went quiet. I made her aware of what was being said to me. She went quiet. I said to her, you know what? You might hear about this, so I'm just letting you know. She went quiet. She had nothing to say. I knew I was dead. I just knew I was dead. I'll never forget this was a Sunday morning and my mother was getting ready for church. I was bracing myself to be scolded, but she just went quiet. She wasn't saying anything. And first and foremost, let me make this clear. My mother does not have one judgmental bone in her body. Not a one. The entire community affectionately called her Mama G. That is how well-loved she was. We were brought up to be empathetic. We were brought up to never judge. We were brought up to love. These were the things that were inculcated in us ever since we were children. But she just went quiet. She wasn't saying anything. So I'm like, okay, I'm dead. I'm dead. This is it. I'm dead. I don't know if it was disappointment. I don't know what it was, but I know for a fact I was dead. She put her bag down. 
Then she put her Bible down. She calmly walked to the kitchen. She grabbed a knife, the biggest knife she could find, by the way. <laughs> she calmly walked to her bedroom. She grabbed a pillow off her bed. Then she calmly but sternly said to me, Georgette, meet me in the backyard. Now, my mother does not raise her voice. But you see, when she speaks, especially sternly, you listen, right? She was a disciplinarian. But she still gave us, you know, room to live our life, to be free. But she, you know, she was strict in, in her own way. I was confused by the request because I'm sure most of you have watched the ID channel. So I knew that I was about to meet my death and I believed that she had now turned into the killer man. But I complied and I met her outside. When I went outside, still not saying anything to me, she just looked at me, took the pillow, hold it in her hand, took the knife and started stabbing the pillow, ripping the pillow. No. <laughs> I don't know if this woman was saying, this is what I want to do to you, right? And what was very fascinating to me as well is that my mother loved her some feather pillows and these pillows weren't, weren't cheap. They weren't cheap. So when she started ripping into the pillow, I'm like, yep, should I run? Should I stay? What do I do? But I said nothing. And I kid you not, a gust of wind came out of nowhere and swept the feathers all over the place. When I tell you, Every feather was swirling up in the ear. It was blowing all over the place. That was what happened. And I remember my mother then calmly turned to me and said, run and catch them. No, I was not convinced she had lost her mind. She said, run and catch them now. Well, let me tell you something. Flo, Joe, and Usain Bolt had nothing on me that day. You understand me? Because I was running, jumping, trying to catch every feather I could find because I was sure that my mother had lost it. I was flaying all over the place, you know, looking like a chicken without a head. And then I heard my mother started laughing. She busted out the most guttural laughter I've ever heard she ever did since I've known this woman. She laughed, she laughed, she laughed, she laughed, she laughed. And then she said, when she took her laugh break, because I'm looking at her like, I'm confused. She said, Georgette, look how stupid you look. I said, but mommy, you said I should catch the feather. She said, that is how you will look if you confront every rumor about you. This is nine day talk, it will die. Do you hear what I just said? She said, that is how stupid you would look if you confront every rumor about you this is nine day talk it will die she then gave me a prep talk and then ended it with when your reputation meets your character you know what they're going to do they're gonna laugh they are going to laugh as you should care more about your character than your reputation and that my darlings was one of the biggest lessons i ever had labels mean nothing my mother raised me to be a strong unapologetic intellectual kind and warm one she raised me to take up space to demand respect and to never compromise my dignity for anyone to hold my head up high despite circumstances and most importantly to love to love so i was loving and supporting my friend and this is what my mother was telling me i don't care what you want to do out there as long as you are an upstanding citizen and you're walking in love let people say what they have to say and that was her lesson to me and then after she looked at me twice and then laugh again she went inside got her bag and her bible and went to church off nothing 
Like nothing happened. It was a valuable lesson. It was a valuable lesson. I won't even lie. But it was a very interesting way to get the lesson across. It was very interesting. And I still remember it to this day. I'll never forget it. But that instance of that young lady labeling me the way she was. You know, it was like, you know, picture a debutante. You know, stepping into the arms of a community. But with this, ooh, this shocking secret. Oh my God. Oh my God. You know? And then the community was now wider open because the secret was no longer shocking because Georgette gave her friend a lap dance Ta-da! and that was it I gave somebody a lap dance that I even fell on the floor because I'm such a klutz <laughs> right right because I am such a klutz but it was what it was oh I'm going to just bring this big secret out there Georgette is a lesbian oh well it was all nine day talk and meaning it will only wear for nine days so like water off ducks back let things go and let those labels go nobody cares move on call it a day right so I did not let that define me and I can tell you this much I've been called lesbian more than once do I care no so the important lesson all of this is nine day wear it will pass it will pass as I have progressed in life I have often wondered why the rule of female friendships and even how you know females and girls view each other has not changed since high school days we measure each other popularity and looks and you know women now compare career and parenting choices to being plain and simple mean girls and let me tell you something they are mean girls especially in the corporate world you'll be so surprised and in all of this what we also do is we assert labels to people and other girls and women and their character. So however you feel about them, however you think, you know, the role you think you need to put them in, you label them. Let's be clear. We have all been guilty of this some way or the other and more than some would like to admit, right? But I want us to all make a conscious decision to be our number one advocate by extending compassion, not only to ourselves, but extending compassion, not competition in our female interactions. And I believe that the opposite sex, funny enough, would even start looking at us differently. You know, I believe that there are so many changes that could come about. And this is why this podcast is about examining, re-examining, you know, dissecting, you know, from industries through to awareness, mental health awareness, sexual awareness, everything that can be dissected to see, okay, one, why are there labels? And one, how do we get rid of them, right? How can the world view us in a place that is beyond labels, right? One of the other things that I think is also important is how do we unlearn comparisons? Because we know need to honor and comparisons and we need to understand that we have to walk in our individualism as we are all uniquely leaving our own indelible mark and not only are we leaving our mark we are leaving our proprietary footprint and what we should do is honor celebrate pray for respect other women who have taken the courage to do so as well so we need to start amplifying advocacy not only for ourselves but for other women and girls
You know, we we think about advocacy, you know, we think about compassion, we think about caring for your fellow sister and your fellow girls, fellow women. But how do you pivot from labels? How does one truly pivot from labels? And, you know, in an ideal, non-gendered world, everybody would be nicer to each other. And with the hopeful passing of COVID and all this self-isolation and self-reflection, it would be good if being nice to each other was a new normal. All women are human with a wide range of strengths and weaknesses just like men. We're just as competitive and ambitious and we get just as angry. The only difference is we're not supposed to show it. Some girls grow up to be women squeezing themselves into stereotypes called good girl notions labeling themselves and then in so doing you end up labeling other people i'm not saying that labeling ourselves is a bad thing right it's not always negative because it can be a way where you can reflect positive characteristics right and set useful expectations and provide meaningful goals for your life but when you label yourselves this can also lead to blind conformity. Many of us has had the chance to self-reflect during these times and I do believe that it should be an ongoing part of life and one thing I've learned is life is all about labels. During this time life is all about labels. It took me years to remove labels especially the negative ones the ones that were bequeathed unto me and the truth is words are like seeds once planted they take root and then you start believing them and some Sometimes you cast perception of what is being planted. There's a Jamaican proverb that says, before you take matter out of people, yeah, make sure you take the matter out of your yai. Which means when you wake up in the morning or whatever time of day and you realize that matter is in somebody else's eye, you make sure there's no matter in your eye before you start telling that person to remove a matter. Which means whatever you're feeling about yourself, and how you're feeling, do not impose that on somebody else by labeling them. I'm gonna give you an example. When I lived in New York City, I now live in upstate New York, and when I lived in New York City, my neighbor used to complain about the other neighbor that had an outside house. It was like a little shed. And he would, she would complain all the time. Oh my God, the shed is so dirty. The shed is so dirty. And she started labeling the woman a hoarder. She started labeling the woman a hoarder. And the sad truth is this woman used to collect used items this woman used to travel around the neighborhood traverse around the neighborhood collect if she saw a couch if she saw a lamp she collected them because she was actually giving them to people in need so oftentimes we see a mess outside and a lot of us have a lot of mess going on within us but because of the perception that is being casted you know nobody will label us because oh my god you seem oh so perfect so the woman with the shed that had all these junk that woman thought was junk was being labeled a hoarder because her mess was on the outside right now the point i'm trying to make is you cannot take the matter out of somebody else's eye if matter is also in your eye because we all have situations and issues and traumas and stuff that we're also trying to overcome so when you label somebody else as i said before you're trying to give a level of superiority and it's not fair so before we start doing that we need to start looking at ourselves henry david Thoreau believed that deliberate living 
requires change and a lifestyle of habits. And I believe during this time of COVID, we need to reset and we need to record. COVID will pass and though the tragedies cannot be overstated, still try to reassess, have a new mindset, record mind, body and soul because maybe this more contemplative way of living can become permanent. My parting words to you is never start out by saying, I am a woman and I will face hard times. Never sacrifice another female life for your life. Employ strategy. Yes, you will have to work harder. Yes, men can also be allies when they're open to it. I've had some very good male allies. But another woman is not your enemy. And that's the most important thing you need to understand. Another woman is not your enemy. A woman who tears down another woman. I've always believed that there is a karmic debt that must be paid. Get to the level of consciousness and see how things will turn out differently. Aim to strive and succeed like a woman. Flex your muscles of kindness towards yourself and most importantly towards other women and nourish your empathy. We are living in a time where nobody cares about being empathetic anymore because they think it makes you weak. No, it does not make you weak. It is okay to show compassion. It is okay to show that you care. It is okay to love. It is okay to nourish your empathy. Real women are brave, outspoken, astute, empathetic, kind, loving, funny, and supportive. And I will have you know that far more unites men and women than divides us. But when it comes to negative stereotypes and labels, hands down, sadly, women and girls win but no matter what anybody labels you i want you to walk away knowing that you are valuable like rosa from that clip that you listened earlier we will recapture them all we will recapture our labels so i want to thank you once more for tuning in welcome to the community walk in love walk in peace and walk good 